Hello, and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Writing Forge. Today, we're going to be talking about anthologies. And so we already kind of did an episode, but that was more on submissions. Um, So today we're going to be talking about uh, anthologies specifically instead of submissions as a whole. Yeah. And it's, um, I think it's, we're pretty good to talk about this. I've edited three anthologies now. Miranda's been in several anthologies, including the first one that I edited. Yeah. Um, I've actually, I've also been in three anthologies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Three for three. Three and three. That's good. Clearly, that makes us experts. Obviously, yes. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we've ever said that we're experts on anything, really. We just want you to listen to us. That was sarcasm. Okay, <laughs> take a joke, people. <laughs> I'm sure they can. They're listening to us this long. I mean. Okay, I hope so. so first, we're going to talk about writing for an anthology versus submitting something pre-written. I think you should probably take this away to start because. I don't write for anthology. Uh, So there's two different kind of schools of thought for anthologies. A lot of people like to write short stories um, and then try to find some place to submit it, uh, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to, you know, write a short story and then try to find a home for it, uh, my number one tip for that would be be willing to edit the story to make it fit the anthology that you find because very rarely will you write a piece of fiction on its own and then have it be the perfect fit for an anthology elsewhere without needing a little bit of love and a little bit of help um you totally don't have to edit it you can try to submit it and see if it gets accepted um as is but as we'll talk about a little later like a lot of anthologies are looking for either a very specific theme or a very specific format or like they will have submission guidelines. And so you'll want to meet those guidelines as closely as possible to ensure that your chances of being accepted are higher. Yeah. Um, there's, and again, there's nothing wrong with just submitting it as is, but understand that uh, you're probably hurting your chances a little bit for it to be accepted. Well, I mean, it depends on the theme of the anthology. Maybe what you wrote already perfectly fits. Um, yes. But it's just definitely take a look, like read through, have the submission guidelines on one side, read through your story, see if it fits. Um, Yeah. I just realized we are really focusing on short stories, but there are anthologies for um, poetry as well. Um, The Writing Heights one is is mixed genre, so we take short stories and nonfiction. Um, But it it is definitely... um, everything we've ever had that's nonfiction has been creative nonfiction. I don't know that that's necessarily a requirement. That's just all that we've ever seen really come through. Um, Anyway, so nonfiction, fiction, and poetry in the Writing Heights anthologies. I don't think we're actually, like, I am not good at the poetry side of things. Not that I'm... Anyway, I'm really glad that we have our poetry editors and and a poetry team to do the poetry side of the anthology like I'll read through them and I'll be like I didn't like this one at all but sometimes the ones I didn't like at all are the ones that the poetry people love so um I just say this is what I thought but you decide you know sometimes I'm, I can be like a tiebreaker or something but um mm-hmm. so I don't have a lot of um 
a lot of helpful stuff to say about the poetry necessarily, but. But there's definitely different forms of medium that are accepted depending on which anthologies you are submitting yeah. to. But make sure, I mean, yeah. this is, and that's what we talked about in our submissions episode, just like make sure whatever you're submitting to, you follow that. Like don't submit poetry to a non-poetry anthology, mm -hmm. etc. Well, and if you're looking to submit to an anthology, the other uh, path that you can take is to see what the anthology is looking for first and then yes. write a piece. Mm -hmm. um, doing it that way is actually how I got all three of my pieces accepted. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of had ideas for those short stories floating around beforehand, um, but I had never sat down and done anything with them. And then I got the, I saw the posting for the anthology go up. Uh, some of them were off a of Kickstarter. Some of them were on Facebook. Some of them were on uh, Submittable. Uh, so definitely there's tons of places where you can look to find anthologies to submit to. Um, but I was able to take a look at the submission guidelines. I was able to take a look at like what they were looking for. And I was able to write to the prompt. Um, and I think, personally, I think doing that helped my chances quite a bit. I have heard people, <laughs> I've had, I've, I've heard some people say that that is cheating. Um, I don't really see how, what? personally. How? I don't no. know. <laughs> it was, it was lesser for not having been like a fully formed idea on its own for some reason uh if that's your opinion you're welcome to it uh i do not agree with you and we can agree to disagree um i don't see personally anything wrong with that I mean, is there anything wrong with writing hmm. anything to a prompt like lots of people use writing prompts i don't know anyway I, that's a I'm, whole other i'm not sure it's just a couple of opinions that i've encountered and they are like i said welcome to them uh i don't agree with you but it, it is, it right. is it, one thing to note though about like writing a story for an anthology is like you're not you're still not like, guaranteed to get in so you have to no. be willing to write the story you, you know like and 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 accept that it might not go in and then and then what are you going to do with it then you might try to submit it to a different anthology or you might just say you know what you're a lovely little story i'll, I'll just leave you sitting right here for now you're uh, you're going to be a website fodder for yeah. you're you're going to be content oh, fodder I mean, for elsewhere Honestly, yeah, that kind of thing is great. Um, you know, if you're trying to build a newsletter or something, it's great to send out uh, original content kind of a thing. Okay, so um, so we have a, in this instance, a story because that is what we're more familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, we can definitely talk about poetry later, but let's go through what does the submission process look like mm -hmm. from people who have worked on anthologies before? Because um, I have both written for them and have been a first round judge for them as well. Right. I haven't gone as far as the editing, but I have yeah. read submissions, and which that has was been very an very invaluable helpful. job. And uh, yeah. Oh man! If you guys want to like really up your short story game, see if there's someone who's looking for volunteer readers. Because there was so much that I didn't understand before having read for an anthology that then later made so much sense to me like i did not realize how important a solid ending was which you would think would be a given but like i thought i had endings before then i read for a couple of anthologies and i was like oh that that is why this piece didn't get accepted because i did this thing this and thing. now i see <laughs> 
So it's always um, easier to see right in other people's work than your own. So definitely. So, but if you're, if you find that you're struggling, see if you can read for somebody instead of submitting to somebody and you'll, uh, a bigger picture will be painted, but let's, let's kind of walk through the process. What happens on the other side Mm -hmm. versus being the one who submits. So you're saying like when we get a piece, what happens to it? Yeah. So like submitted to us. Yeah. Like, so, uh, for writing heights, we come up with a theme. Yep. We come up with a theme. Um, we decide, well, first we decide that we're going to have an anthology. <laughs> yeah. then... <laughs> Which Amy decided in our first our first one that I worked on in 2019. She was like, I'm going to put together an anthology and it's going to be published within six months. And we're like, we're never doing it that fast again. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was an adventure. It was a really good, it was a really good anthology. It won a Colorado Book Award and yeah. uh, it came together really well. We had a whole we had a, a bigger team than we do now. Um, but anyway, yeah, we can't come up with a topic. Uh, then you go out and get asked for submissions. You can, you know, we used Submittable the first two years. That became cost prohibitive, but Submittable is still a great place to look. Um, but ours wasn't last year. Ours wasn't on Submittable because it's too expensive on our end. I believe it's free if you're like just looking to submit stuff. Yes. It's just the organizations that need submissions have to pay. So anyway, so yeah, go check out Submittable still. Um, and then, so so then once we gather all the pieces, then we send them to the first round readers, which the last two times, I think Miranda was one of our first round readers. I was, I was a first round reader the first time. Um, and um, so yeah. that's where... Well, really, it starts to we weed things out very easily by who didn't follow our instructions. Yes. Did you put your name? Like our anthology, not all anthologies are not not all anthologies are, but ours is blind, so we don't want to see your name anywhere in the document itself. Um, we want to know nothing to about to you. Yeah, we yeah. So the 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 story that you submit should not have your name in it for us. Um, and that's an easy way to weed things out if it does. And it's kind of sad sometimes, but. Um... And word count, word counts yeah. another way. Um, like following formatting instructions is an easy way for anthologies to very quickly get rid of a lot of people. And so a lot of times it's, is your name on it automatically gone? We don't even open it. Right. If your name is on the document somewhere, you're out. Uh I know one of the first things I check as a first round reader is, did you follow the word count? Mm -hmm. And so I will open up the word document, the text file. And the first thing I will do is see what the word count is. And for me personally, I will, it depends on how far outside of the word count the document is as to whether or not I'll even read it. But that is definitely the first note that I make most of the time is within word count not within word count if it's not within word count how far outside of the word count it is Mm -hmm. um sometimes you can get away with you know an extra hundred words or something but if we put a five thousand word limit on a short story and you send us a ten thousand word tome you're (laughs) gone yeah Uh i mean yeah it's we don't have to be necessarily too too precise because word count aren't always accurate no. so yeah if you're like 100 words over or something it's probably fine because maybe on your word count it was fine um although still like that that's for us there might be other people who are a lot more precise so you might you know it's better to to be under the limit instead of right at it mm-hmm. um that that is an interesting thing 
uh, brings up an interesting point, not necessarily related to this stage in the process, but I, so like we edit the, the pieces that come through. And I remember one of the authors emailing back and was like, I was doing your edits, but it puts us over the 5,000 word limit. And I was like, um, that's okay at this point. Like, we're not too worried about a couple extra hundred words. And also hopefully you do cut some stuff out based on our edits as well. But yeah. um, that's more of an initial guideline, not that it has to necessarily. So, so if there's something that you really want in there, but you think you got to cut it out for submissions, you could always cut it out. And then if they have an editing process, uh, be like, Hey, by the way, I cut out this 500 words. Could I maybe put them back in? <laughs> uh, not all anthologies, I think, do editing like we do. We do actual, I mean, I'm an editor, so I just said that's what we're going to do. We're going to actually edit the anthology. Um, I have had various types of edits. Um, at one anthology, I had like developmental edits. Um, at another anthology, it was strictly line edits. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had I've had both. So it really depends on where you're submitting to. So I wouldn't um, count on it, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Because I've had some people be that I've sent edits back to that they're like, oh, I didn't realize we're actually doing editing on this anthology. And I'm like, yep, here you go. And that's another tip that I have that I feel has helped me quite a bit uh, with my submissions is I did pay Bonnie as an oh, yeah, editor right. to edit some of my stories. Um and I think that helped quite a bit because one of the things as like a first round or even a second round reader that we take into consideration is how good was a work versus how much work is it going to be for it to be up to our publishing standards. Yeah. Um, so you could have a story that is super cute and such a good idea. But if your writing is if. If the amount of editing that it would take to get it up to our standards uh, is oh, past a certain threshold, um, I'm sorry, we're going to have to uh, reject it um, yeah. simply because uh, I don't know about other anthologies, but I know our anthology is completely volunteer based. Mm -hmm. Like no one like Bonnie isn't getting paid for her editing work. Uh, we are not getting paid to read. Um, I'm sure anthologies for larger companies or for uh, publishing houses it's probably a very different story but for most anthologies that you will see uh, being put together uh, most of the time it is either volunteers or it is very tiny team yeah and so um and so they have to take into consideration how much work it's going to be to edit it how much work it's going to be to format it how much like it is it is definitely a consideration I know we've taken, pieces that maybe not necessarily fit the theme but they were very very well written um and so that well, is and we've never taken something that like was completely off of the theme that was well written mm. there had to, it had to at least be you know we had to be able to make an argument for why it fit the theme yes um but yeah there are things that if it wasn't very well written and it was only kind of questionably related to the theme it would definitely be out whereas if it's you know, the theme is a bit of a stretch, but it's really well written, then it might get in. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's definitely a factor to consider. Um, yeah. And theme is big. Um, if you can't just go submitting random stories to random anthologies, like it's, <laughs> you, I cannot stress how I mean, much. This is you... not like job applications, right? Where you're supposed to tailor your resume and stuff. It's, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. 
Um, well, but there are still people who will spam their resume to everybody yeah, on LinkedIn hoping to get it. It works very well. I, maybe it does, but. Um, so. It is an interesting point, um, though, about like making a story fit the theme. There have definitely been a couple of pieces that I've edited for the anthology where, like, I, I even remember one specific instance where I, like, I suggested we cut out this line and they're like, oh, I added that line so that it would fit the theme better. And I was like, um, but it, it was just too on the nose. I think it was for our virtue and vice. Uh, anthology and I like specifically called out virtue and vice in the sentence and I was like it, it doesn't need to be that uh, that much on theme we want we want the theme of the story to fit the theme it doesn't have to say I don't know that's our back you don't have to show don't the tell of the movie yeah exactly you don't have to say Superman 2 return yeah, of the exactly. whatever yeah in in, in the, the film movie itself yeah it's a good, good way to put it good analogy um, but yeah so are there any more specific mistakes that you can think of? Oh, there's there's a few. But so to go back to the process, there's oh, usually sorry. first round of judges. Um, and a lot of that is getting rid of people who getting rid of people, not, oh. not getting rid of you, <laughs> not getting rid of you. That was poor wording. And I apologize. That's why. But um, weeding out stories that did not fit the criteria, the theme um or the formatting once that would be too hard to edit <laughs> too hard to edit um well and another thing for formatting um just real quick just a quick side note formatting is sometimes important because you don't know who will be taking a look at your pieces mm -hmm. and so if there's certain font sizes if there's certain fonts you don't know who might have a visual impairment you don't know who might you know need to listen to uh you don't speech. know who you don't know who might need to listen to text to speech um and so as an accessibility thing too like really follow the formatting you don't know why they're asking for that right so it could just be something to weed out people who are just submitting willy-nilly but it, there could be a legitimate reason behind it too right um so really seriously pay attention <laughs> to formatting it can help yeah. uh and then we go to um, sometimes there's second and third round of judges, depending on what kind of anthology you're submitting to. If there's a contest, frequently you will have more, more judging rounds. that happens, more rounds along the yeah. way. Um, a lot of times, though, if it's not a contest, second round judging, I have found, has mainly been to either they're down to a couple and not everything will fit. Mm -hmm. Um or there's some contention over a piece or things of that nature. Um, after I, all, go ahead. I was saying, and I believe this is how it works for us. You'll have to tell me if it's different for other ones, but like, it's not like we go out and say, oh, you made it past the first round. Oh, you made it past the second round. We do all of this internally. And then once we've decided what's going to be in, we go out and say, you got accepted or you didn't get accepted. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There after are some that. competitions I'm thinking like NYC Midnight or something. But that's that's different though. Yeah. Where you know that you've made it through one round or whatever. Definitely. Um, I I'm trying to remember for one of for one of the ones that I got rejected on. I was told I made it to the second round, hmm, but okay. in the second round I was eliminated. But apparently. I at least made it hard for them because <laughs> oh, whoever good. emailing me was like, yeah. I fought for your story, but mm -hmm. they, said they said no. no. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, oh, that is something but, we should address. I don't know if we should do it now, though. Um, um, just uh, well, feedback. Well, 
we'll get feedback yeah Yeah. we'll finish it real quick okay we'll finish this real quick so um after the different judging rounds you will typically receive an email saying yay you've been accepted or thank you but we cannot accept your story at this time uh after that there should be a contract if you do not have a contract question everything (laughs) Yeah. So you should be offered some kind of contract. It might yep. be a royalties contract. It might be they will pay you a small fee. It might be you're not getting, getting paid, paid at all because you're submitting for other reasons. But there should be a contract mm-hmm. stating uh, payment, stating rights, uh, rights, um, and uh, general expectations too. Yes. Like whether or not you need to post to social media. Mm, Because I've seen that in a couple contracts. Um, Like most of the time rights for the story should reverse back to you. Uh, I think a standard length is pretty much a year. Sometimes they're longer. Sometimes they're shorter. Uh, It depends. But eventually rights for the short story should come back to you. Um, But yeah, if there is not a contract question 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 it there everything should be a you ever do there should be a contract there should <laughs> not be in life contract. but i just mean like in publishing or whatever you should always have a contract yes and that doesn't mean you don't trust people yep. it's just setting out clear expectations mm-hmm. um and so i do want to go back a little bit do you okay. have more to say on contracts no not on contracts i was going to say after the contract editing yeah. whether or not there is editing and then final publication and hopefully you will at least get one author copy and then yay anthology is out because it's that simple yeah that easy (laughs) uh well we can we can even talk more about the editing round maybe but i wanted to talk a little bit just about about when you get um your acceptance or your rejection back um just that a lot of times you're not going to get feedback if you're rejected they're not going to say why they rejected you i would say probably most of the time you're not going to get that Unless they specifically say out front in like yeah. their submission guidelines, oh, we will send feedback. Um, sometimes you can pay extra to get feedback if you're rejected. Um, but don't expect that. We've had some people come back to us and be like, well, why didn't you accept it? And and we just, we can't, we don't have time. Like you were saying, we don't have the time necessarily to tell everyone why they're rejected. Um, because I would want to do it in a nice way. And that takes time to, yes. to write things up and, and explain it and, um, yeah, I'm not going to send you just the raw feedback from the first round because that's not always helpful or, um, that, th- but there have been a couple of cases where I've been like, this story was really good. Well, kind of like your one where you're saying someone fought for it. Like if there's something that I fought for, but ultimately got rejected by other people, um, mm-hmm. then occasionally I have offered feedback, um, but I, I can't do it for all of them. And, um, it's not like. It's not like a right that you have as an author to expect it's, them to give feedback. Yeah. And and don't be demanding. Don't be a jerk. Like, <laughs> there's there's a lot of people who have come back and been really nasty about it. And it, and bottom line is, is no one owes you anything. You and, might think that you do if you have to pay. But, but, but unless that is part of the submission thing, then don't expect... Well, and a lot of times paying for submitting to an anthology is paying for 
the is paying to get it published at all like I know a lot of people who are like well that should be solely on the organization and it's like oh hun do you think your like $20 submission fee is covering like hardly anything on this anthology because I think cover art alone is what like six to eight hundred dollars yeah you can't get it for less than that but I mean it is a significant cost like cover artists is a significant cost. You have to pay to register it. But you have to pay for the ISBN number. You have to pay to register at different places. You have to pay to get it printed. You typically have to pay to get it laid out. And even if you're not paying for someone else to do those things, you have to pay for all the software to get it done. One time's um, worth something too. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, I, I don't know the full money breakdown on everything but i do know we've like we pay in our anthologies we pay all of our authors and the submission fees almost entirely go back to the authors i yeah, don't they think we go to the cover or anything no Which I, I don't think we've ever like we certainly are not making money we've never made an money on an anthology yeah um like we are we we're doing it to like even with sales people. yeah exactly well that's one of our director amy one of her things is that she wants people to have opportunities for paid work so that's why our our thing is we give you a flat fee if you get accepted if your piece gets accepted you get 50 dollars done um there are anthologies that pay royalties and stuff and i think I mean, there's nothing wrong with that but i do think i don't think you're ever gonna get 50 dollars out of royalties from your anthology it's um, pennies yeah. It's, it's pending. So just know that coming coming into it as well. If if you get accepted and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to offer you royalties, don't expect a lot of don't. money out of that. If you get a couple bucks, the anthology's doing really well. <laughs> like, it's, unless it's some, uh, unless it's like Asimov's or unless right, it's yeah. like some big time anthology for a publisher, if they sign you up for royalties, like at most you will make dollars. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, yeah, all of our submission fees go back to the authors and because we believe the author should get paid. And I, I, if I remember right, the submission fees don't even cover, cover how many authors that. that we, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't, I haven't checked the math recently, but yeah. So, um, so you are not, you're not owed feedback. Don't be a jerk about it. Like, and I believe me, I understand. Like when I was first submitting short stories like I kept getting rejected kept getting rejected and it's like if someone would just tell me please if you would just tell me what I'm doing wrong Mm -hmm. I promise I will go I will fix it and I will get better I just need to know and it's it's frustrating and it's and I feel that I want to help everyone yeah get better but I can't I just don't have time we don't have time we don't have the wherewithal and the team you're submitting to might not have time or the wherewithal and so don't be in don't be a jerk don't be a jerk about it like understand that everyone i i believe that all of our listeners are just not jerks inherently miranda i believe <laughs> that too but they need to tell the people in their lives there you go. okay yeah good. <laughs> yeah not not to be you. mean about it not to be jerks yeah. don't don't be a jerk about it like life doesn't owe you anything i'm sorry so um, um but yeah so that, that is just like one good point just generally if an anthology takes submission fees that does not mean it's a scam like it's not 
that's not like a default. Oh, if they take, if I have to pay to submit, it's a scam. There are scams out there. So, yes. so please be careful. And, and there are scams that will make you pay. Um, but having a submission fee does not by default make something a scam. Um, the way to avoid scams is to do your research, find people who've actually been published. If, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the organization already or something, um, find someone who was published in one of their anthologies. Well, read first, find one of their anthologies and read it, make sure it was good. Um, if they haven't had anything yet, I mean, like if it's like a first time anthology or something, like there are other things you can do for due diligence. Um, but yeah, check who it is, check how long they've been in business. Uh, I submitted to a fairly new publishing house once, but it was easy to go look up the publishing house's website and um, see that, you know, they were registered. They had authors that they had signed. They had, you know, they were new, so their catalog was small, but they had the social media, the all the things. And most of the time, if they're scamming you, they're not going to go through quite that much trouble. Effort. Yeah. Um, they may, they may, but again, that's what research is for. Right. So I think we're running out of time. I think the only thing um we sort of talked about it a little bit, but we wanted to talk about like where to find anthologies. Did we have any other any other notes on that? Uh Facebook groups. I know Facebook is ancient for the younger <laughs> folks. Uh but Facebook groups are still a really great place to find that. Um I'm not super familiar with Reddit. Are there some good oh, Reddit good threads for anthologies? Know, probably. Although I know the one time I posted about our anthology on on Reddit, everyone's like, oh, it's a scam. Luckily someone else was like, oh, I'm not in that organization, but I live in this state and I know that they are legit, so it's not a scam. I was like, thank you, random person that I don't know. <laughs> I um, appreciate you. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if uh but submittable is a great place. Um, Kickstarter is actually oh, yeah. a fairly decent place. I was kind of surprised. You may not be able to get into a specific Kickstarter that is already running, but I know one of the presses that I submitted a short story to runs anthologies regularly, and that's mm -hmm. how he's able to pay for them and pay a pretty decent fee to the authors is he kickstarts all of the anthologies. Um, and so, like... I don't think I would have been able to get into an active Kickstarter at the time, but I was able to catch the next one. Right. Um, and so yeah, looking at, Oh, go ahead. No, oh, I was just going to say, that's not a bad platform either. Yeah. Um, just that yeah. idea too, of like looking at, um, you could look at publishing houses and see a lot of them will have anthologies um, and then writing organizations. I think every writing organization, all the, all the big three writing organizations that I know of in Colorado have an anthology. Yes. Um, so look around that and like ours we accept you don't have to be in Colorado to write I don't I don't know if that's true of all of them but like so you could you could just go look you know say I don't live in Iowa but I want to see are there any Iowa writing groups that have anthologies can I submit um, to it colleges colleges mm, yeah. frequently have anthologies you may have to be a student but a lot of times you don't um arts and humanities programs occasionally will have something uh across the different states um and word of mouth, like ask other writers. If you're, if you do NaNoWriMo, ask in a forum, uh, they might, they might have information or might be able to point you towards different directions. And just the people, different people who curate markets. Like I think of our Writing Heights newsletter and she's always putting, our newsletter coordinator is always putting um, 
calls for submissions for things like anthologies in there. So there's different um, newsletters and markets and things that you can be a part of. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have left for today. Thank you all for joining us. We do have some news, though. We are releasing our own anthology called Exception All, Exploring What It Means to Be Normal. And that should be coming out October 17th. Yeah, that's the third one, the one that I was talking about that I've been working on. So excited. It's time to see the world. It's, it's going it. to be so good. It was. There's a lot of fun stories in there. So you guys should really check it out. You can check it out at writingheights.com. Mm -hmm. Is that, am I getting that right? Yeah. I think that's it, right. It'll probably slash anthology. Um, it'll be on Amazon as well. Amazon, uh, Ingram Spark, a couple of we'll different put a link. We'll put a link in the description. There will be a link and it will be awesome. And you guys, yeah, should definitely check it out. So question for our listeners. Uh, what's the last anthology you read? Leave us titles and organizations at our socials. Stay sharp, my friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writing Forge, a Writing Heights podcast brought to you by Nikano Press, post-production by Luke William Productions. To learn more about The Writing Forge, check out our social links in the episode description. Subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. For more informational writing content, be sure to become a Writing Heights member.